Welcome to Let's Talk with professional lesbian Charlotte Ashlyn. Join us to talk all things lesbian and queer women related. All the good stuff, basically. <laughs> Hello, we're back again, giving you all that good quality lesbian content. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, thank you, Ashley. I am I am great. How are you? Yes, I'm all I good. I have a little drink with an umbrella in and it's honestly my favourite thing ever. Yeah, you need to have one in almost every drink I know, these days. I just... Because I haven't been on holiday this year, I just feel like I need to bring a bit of vavoom into my life. it looks really depressing. It's like gold tinfoil umbrella. <laughs> Look, and... why can't you just let me live in this little fantasy where I'm on holiday and that's my, like, cocktail given to me and I'm on a beach... You don't have to pop that bubble. If that makes you happy, then you can Also, I am recording an episode of the podcast. Imagine if you could record the episode on the beach. Well, that would actually make good background noise, like ASMR. But would you have to actually be in the sea to get that ocean? Well, it's not going to go well with the microphone, is it? No. Unless you get, like, what... Because, obviously, you can go and scuba divers. Sorry, we are getting so off the point, but... As if we're going to a beach anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, and, and as well, like, what do you expect? We're professional slash chaotic slash absolute messes of lesbians. But anyway, welcome back to a new episode. Today, we are going to be exploring relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got, like, a full episode. Obviously, we're not going to give you half a one. Um, Ashton, do you want to discuss what I did when I was planning the episode? <sighs> because Ashton's been in stitches over it. So we, again, professional lesbians um are now planning and producing the episodes behind the scenes a bit more and i put together a plan and ashlyn was hysterically (laughs) laughing at me and i was like what have i done um you obviously so i was just looking at the slides you know checking her notes getting prepared and she has a plan for like different segments of the episode but she had first half second half and third half (laughs) And she, I don't think she understood, like, the problem with that, because I don't need to explain it to everyone, but she didn't know. so in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, that's the first half, and then there's going to be a second half of the episode. And that's the only amount of half there is. then there's going to be a third half. In my head, it still makes sense, because I know what I mean. No, you need to say part one, part two, part three. Mm, No. No, it's wrong. What you're saying is wrong and I'm right. Um, Anyone that agrees with me, welcome to the better team. Um, So yeah, today we're going to be talking about relationships and all that good stuff that goes in with it. Um, So we're not going to faff around because we are here to do one thing only and that is to be... Lesbians? Yeah, I lost my train of thought. Um, so anyway, so we're going to go straight into it. Hope you enjoy. Um, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> it's my little umbrella. I'm just loving life. So in the first of three halves, we're going to talk about relationships. Yes. Um, and I was reading up about relationships in general. And Are you in a relationship? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, and apparently relationships all go through five different stages. Okay, cute. Like, it's a journey, okay? Okay, but well, okay, already, I know we're not on the fifth step. Well, um, you don't know that. No. We, but I think what, we are. What happens when you reach all five steps, like... 
Is that is that relationship well, done? Oh yeah, it just expires, okay. and then you move on to the next one. Okay, then that's good. I'm glad we're establishing these key important things because I had someone message me the other day saying, "Oh, I'd love to like chat to you, but I've never been in a relationship before." Oh. So obviously, like this is going to be great for them because they're going to know like yeah like once our fine once stages the is fifth, off then then you can talk to us so are we going to discuss the first one yeah or? so the, fir- the first stage I think is pretty obvious and that is the honeymoon phase okay now in this phase do you remember being in the honeymoon phase yeah I think our honeymoon <laughs> honeymoon um the phase was so different um to a degree because of our relationship um being long distance yeah and so our honeymoon stage was really spread over a year I want to say because every time we see each other it would be that yeah next level of excitement and I think I think to be honest a year is probably the average amount of time that it does last oh, for really? most of yeah. I thought it was only like a month or two I mean it obviously varies but it okay. could be up to a year I reckon because okay. it's still a year is in a long long time no it is though to spend 365 days to be with someone yeah but you're not going to be with them every single day are you but yeah I think ours was um quite circumstantial because we did have like a long period of time without each other yeah and like we'd see each other for two or three days at a time so it was always very intense and passionate when we did oh see my each God, other did you have to say passionate oh oh it's so passionate um Gosh. but yeah i think the honeymoon stage like people in this point of view like if we're talking about relationships and if we're going to relate to lesbians i think the honeymoon stage can be very toxic in my opinion because in terms of if we're talking about lesbians, now lesbians have like this stereotype of U-hauling where <laughs> if you don't know what that means, it's basically when a lesbian couple move in t- straight away with each other. And I think why queer women basically have these stereotypes is because the only logic sense I can make behind it is that we feel a lot deeper and we are a lot more open with our emotions so if you have like two women in a relationship like they're gonna have those conversations like I want to be with you I have um one of my friends she I don't know how she identifies she's her (laughs) let's say but we was always like chatting about if she was ever to be with a girl and I was like you'd literally be the worst because she would get in a relationship with a woman so fast you'd move in with them because that's her personality and I think when she's with a guy they obviously don't want that level of commitment Mm. um but I think women do in a sense and I think in terms of like queer relationships we feel a lot more in that honeymoon stage and so it can become quite toxic because our sole attention is on that one person and we're picturing our life together and I think a lot of relationships in that time break down because there's too much pressure going on that relationship when it's only like two months old yeah I think it's like the fact you've got two women and obviously this is not the case for everyone but it's like you're doubling up on all that openness and all that estrogen yeah um and it's it's going a lot so I think the honeymoon stage for a lot like and I think that's when uh, many of the stereotypes of like lesbians u-hauling or like some lesbians being toxic or fuck girls and that kind of thing that comes from that honeymoon stage because Obviously, we went through it and we was feeling a lot. And if our circumstances would have been different, I doubt we would have U-hauled. But Mm. some people do. And some people are still together now, five years down the line. So it's very much like 
like circumstantial in the sense that if you're in that honeymoon stage and you're like oh my god this person is everything for me I think you can forget to see the red flags yeah and like do you think like from our honeymoon phase and to where we are now which is like nearly six years later that is so gross do you think that like our judgment was clouded in any way or did you Um, did it take you a while to kind of see things that later on later on in the line that you actually disliked about me um i dislike a fair bit about you um (laughs) i'm not gonna obviously rinse you publicly i'm joking no i think i don't think there was any characteristics that i missed or didn't understand about you i think for me my judgment was clouded because of my own internalized homophobia and I think if the relationship was to be local, um, it wouldn't have lasted. Local. No, but yeah. if you would have been local to me or like if I was in Wolverhampton, you were in like here in Berms, mm-hmm. it, we wouldn't have lasted. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think we would have either, to be honest. I think we're... <laughs> If we grew up in, like, a school environment... Oh, yeah, I we would... We would have been totally I would opposite, have hated like, Ashton. I probably would have tried to bully... I'm joking. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe the opposite way around, Yeah, actually. actually, I can see you bullying me. No, it's very much like me and Ashton. I think we're very glad that we met the way we did because we are very different. Like, when we do, like, our compatibility stars, like, I'm an Aquarius, Ash is, like, a Taurus. Am I right? Yeah, well um, done. Thank you. And so we are just so different. Um, there's a lot of times we clash and we've learned to deal with that. And I think being on distance, we... It gave us time to develop with yeah, that in but mind. But in that honeymoon stage, those those almost clashes were like your cuteness. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, that kind of like leads on to the so-called okay. second stage okay, second of the relationship, stage, yeah. which is called the reality stage, okay? So this is when you start to realise yeah. your non-similarities, so any incompatibilities. Well, yeah. that's a big word. Oh, no. Wow, well done. Um, so you might realise that you dislike some qualities about the person that previously you thought were cute. Yeah, I instance. have one right off the top of my head. I know head. what it's going to be. What? Is it be being needy? No, but also that. So what I used to find not cute but almost like amusing mm-hmm. um is your food situation oh. um ashlyn, what, what do you mean my situation <laughs> just your whole situation so ashlyn has like a very disgusting appetite in my opinion uh, not appetite. Me. <laughs> a disgusting appetite like combinations like oh. do you know what i'm getting at yeah. so like she'll put all these like sauces and everything that shouldn't go together together and at first i was like oh my god that's so funny like that's so cute <laughs> she's so random but now i'm like you literally make me want to gag will you get away like you did it today yeah she was eating pickles out of a jar and i'm like i'm sorry are we like not civilized like get a plate <laughs> what other way would you eat a pickle no but ashton's like food habits just really upset me and i think it's just because yeah. our habits is a better word not my situation um I am just a bit of a boring eater. Like, I eat to eat to keep me alive. Um, whereas Ashton eats for pleasure. <laughs> am I right in saying? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, there's no shame in oh, that. Oh, right. Food. <laughs> Stop getting passionate. See, this is another thing. Ashton gets very passionate. Uh, anyways, instead of me rinsing you, what was yeah, one of my... this is not about food. What was my... <laughs> I know it's not about um, food. The example... <laughs> I don't know if there's any that apply to you. I'm not- I think it's because I'm quite 
an open yeah like what you see is what what you get and I knew what I was getting if anything I've improved not to big myself up (laughs) let me let me get around to it because I was obviously very closed off with you to begin with and over six years it's finally took six years it can only improve yeah yeah (laughs) it's took six years but we're here um but literally like last time we went back to Ireland to visit Ash's family I was speaking to your auntie and I don't think I've given your family ever the time to get to know me Mm -hmm. because either I've been too scared, I've kind of hated myself and I've just not been able to connect with people um, that don't already know me, if that makes sense. So this year when we went over, like I actually spoke to your auntie like properly for the first time. Shout out to Lorraine. Shout out, I love you Lorraine. (laughs) Um, And so it was like very strange to have those discussions. So if anything... I know it's the reality, but I just think I've got better. Okay. Um, like, but again, you need to... You're you need always, to... always going to find a way to, like, give yourself a gold medal in yeah. anything we're talking about. Thank you. But the first example that came to mind for me... Oh, you me, do have one. No, no, no. For me, is that I used to be very, very needy oh, and, God, yeah. like, dependent on you. Yeah. And I think at the start of a relationship, that can be quite cute. I did quite enjoy it. But over time, it actually causes problems. But I think... I think I've grown out of that. Yeah, like, Ashton... Ashton was going through, like, a tough time, and obviously I was, like, a glimmer of hope and light, and just... <laughs> I was just a really good person, still I think she cured my depression, but uh, I let her have that. <laughs> Do you have to rinse me? Um, no, I, I know that I helped you through it, or whatever, but, like, I think, I think Ashton for a long time thought that I was her sole happiness and you wouldn't feel happiness outside me. Mm-hmm. And it became quite toxic because Ashton felt like she had to have me to feel happy. And I was trying to say like, no, you you can have like a life outside of me, like there's other things. Um, and in that stage it was really hard to go through with you because the reality was like, I knew you was obviously dealing with depression, but I didn't realise the severity of how you were going to reflect that onto me mm-hmm. um and it was really hard to like navigate because obviously I joke about I cured I know I didn't <laughs> cure your depression but it was very hard to navigate because obviously I loved Ashlyn but I was like it was getting overwhelming and I was like I can't let her down or push her away yeah. but I've got to then protect myself um so that was a really hard reality that like it was like that cute neediness like oh my god she's so cute and then it was like wait no this is like actually toxic and it's gonna break us if we're not careful it definitely is that stage when you reach things and you know there's these differences that they either are or they're not gonna work and it's like that part of the relationship where you need to kind of decide how we're gonna like make this work yeah um, and I want to talk about love languages. Yeah. Because I think that's also something you have to, not have to define in the relationship. But understand. But yeah, you need to kind of learn each other's love languages. Yeah, so what am I? I think yours are, you like to have acts of service. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called. Oh, is it actually? Yeah. Okay. It's called that. Well, I don't know if it's because you like to have it or if I like to give you. Yeah. So I, I do it for you. Yeah. Like, just little things. Like. I do... Not that I'm superficial in any way, but I do like things being brought for me. Oh, yeah, you definitely like gifts. Um, I do. Money. I just get excited. 
you I like just, asking me for money. But the money. thing is, like, yeah, just for a joke, like, can I have some pocket money? It's just a joke. You get it um, sometimes. I do. If you, girls, if you keep asking, you'll get it. If you don't ask, you don't get it. Um, but when we say gifts, like, I'm not expecting, like, a Louis Vuitton handbag. Literally, my newest thing is Cadbury's have these, like, treasure chests, like, chocolate buttons. <laughs> They're 25p. And I'm like, Ashlyn, please buy that for me. So it's not like I'm asking for Gucci. I'm asking for chocolate buttons. No, it's, it's always either, like... Like like Stup- snacks or like, stupid yeah things. or like we saw a dinosaur teddy in H and M home last week and it was like thirty quid but it was huge yeah I and really I kind of want it I still want it um should we get one today please um or other than that it's like a game for her Xbox yeah so it's not like or an actual Xbox yeah well yeah. I did already get you one of yeah those, but there's a new one you're doing it one yeah. yeah but yeah I think I think you are. I don't want to call you materialistic, but... Because it's the, not materialistic. The, yeah, but those things make you happy and yeah. that's okay. I just think for me, like, I get happy from stupid things and it's like, oh, we can do that together. Like, those little things are like memories to us then and I don't know, in my head... <laughs> memories spending money for you. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that joy. I think for you, your your love language is definitely affection. Yeah, definitely. And that's really hard when I'm not an affectionate person. But it's such an easy way out. You don't have to spend money. I you know. don't don't have to physically do you things. You know what? I'd rather spend the money. <laughs> but I'm like, it's like a typical Aquarius, but like I find it very hard to be like very open and just discuss how I feel or just like I'm touchy feely sometimes, but it's very when I'm feeling it. Yeah, um, and it usually passes very quick. Yeah, like if Ashley, I'm like, okay, I want a hug. And then if Ashley's not there, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And it, it's, it is hard to navigate because Ashton would literally cuddle 24-7 and I'm like, just give me some fucking space. I know. And it's... it. See, that's like another thing though. We've had to... Yeah, we've learned how to navigate And I navigate think from that. being long distance, obviously when I saw yours all over you and you was like, this is fucking great. Yeah. And then when we've come here, you're like, wait, why doesn't she love me anymore? Yeah. And it's like... Well, I know you love me, but yeah, it's like going from all our time being together where you would give me the affection. Yeah. But then to realizing oh it's not going to be like that all the time yeah 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 i'm glad you realized that okay and then we're going to travel on to the next stage okay what which, stage are we on now we're going on to stage three okay it's called disappointment <laughs> yeah i feel this stage no this one does actually apply to us quite well because now not that every couple breaks up at one point or another oh wow i didn't realize it was going here <laughs> no but listen okay there often does come a point in a relationship where because of all these differences and you're still learning about each other you might hit a bump in the road at some point yeah and you mightn't know how to navigate that because even if like you're able to communicate it's not always like an easy solution no um and in our case we did break up i dumped you to fuck you dumped the hell out of me i kicked you to the curb i was like bye girl (laughs) i'm gonna go in no, the reason why me and Ashton broke up, and I think we've spoke about it, but just for the context of this episode, we broke up because I was suffering majorly from internalised homophobia that I wasn't expressing to Ashton. I kind of kept let it build. Internalised. Um, internalised. <laughs> and like we mentioned, Ashton was using me as her happiness in a sense. And those two together just boiled and boiled to the point where I just felt suffocated. And that's the only way I can like literally describe it. Yeah. It was like, I wasn't living my life for me at that moment. I was living it for you to keep you happy. And then I was like, am I really gay? Like what the, why do I feel so shit about being gay? Um, 
And the only logical explanation, I didn't think, oh, I need to talk about this. I just thought, yeah, I'm going to dump her. (laughs) (laughs) I think the the issue we had there, like, if we were both open with each other about how these feelings were there, we wouldn't have broken up because I would have known what you were going through. Yeah. And I would have known like how my depression was affecting you so really it was because you didn't say anything about anything (laughs) well i know the dumping was actually my fault but the actual build-up isn't no Um, no it's no one's fault but it's like that's that's one of the things like i think we were still babies i was 18 19 when when this all went on really and for me personally it was a very dark time because obviously I dumped you and I remember you picking up your stuff from mine and I was just like oh like this is actually happening not that I thought it was a joke no but but I just was like oh you're picking your stuff up like that's oh my god I found that bizarre because you didn't show any emotion like I was crying in your wardrobe getting my stuff out and you were just sat on the bed like grinning because you don't know what to do in those situations (laughs) that sounds like I'm a psychopath obviously like I could see Ashton crying but I didn't because I knew we was going on holiday as well in like a few weeks so I knew we was going to see each other again I was like oh we'll be fine like in my head I was like oh we'll be fine like this is just gonna pass over I didn't know that but like I don't know in that moment I knew it wasn't forever but I was like it needs to happen um, so maybe I dumped you just as a warning. It would have been nice to know that, but... But no, but I didn't know that. I just felt it, if that <laughs> makes any sense. Like, I didn't think... I didn't know that it wasn't going to be fair, but I just felt that it wouldn't be because yeah. I knew, like, what we had was special. It was just in that time we weren't right for each other. Uh-huh. Um, Look, I don't hold any hard feelings. It happens a no, lot of No, but every time little mix shout to my ex comes on, you give me those glares, and I'm like, I feel it. Yeah, but we can, yeah, we can feel it, so we can have a good boogie to it. No, I feel your glares, as in you hate me. Yeah, but we can also feel the music. <laughs> okay, sure. What's the next step? And then we progress on to stage four, which is all about stability. So at this part of the relationship, you might have had your bumps in the road. You've gotten past all that uncertainty. But at this part, it's really important to, like, recognise what role you had in whatever breakdowns there was in the relationship. Like, take responsibility almost. So being responsible for your actions. Yeah, because as humans, like, it's normal to blame. I don't want to do that. I know you don't want to do it. Uh, can we skip but you've you've already done it yeah but can we skip okay we're just skipping stage four yeah responsibility okay basically take responsibility work on work on what you need to do skip all right we're going straight to stage five this is when you'd end that relationship guess what it's called commitment you looked at my phone i did yeah it's called it's called commitment it's not called relationship over and move on to the next oh, one. Oh, this really puts a spanner in the works in my theory well you can go if you want to okay but yeah it kind of speaks for itself like at this stage you've probably been through a lot and there's been loads of ups and downs but now you can know where things went wrong and you can actually commit to one yeah, another i think this stage and this last stage is very much like if you and your partner are on the same page what we're not saying here is that if your partner is being really shitty to you and you're having ups and downs because they're cheating or they're being unloyal or they're just being a shit person like don't justify it because you're like oh every relationship goes through their ups and downs like yeah the professional lesbian said i'm going to experience like ups and downs i'm saying like there's going to be mutual times where you're both being shitty to each other um you're going to face problems but it doesn't give that an excuse and if it's outside your boundaries or it steps over a mark 
don't commit. Yeah, it's it's not a free pass to like do the worst things possible in a relationship. Yeah, just it's jump just... them and then get back with them on a holiday. Like that's the way yeah, to go. It works out clearly. It works out well. Um, but yeah, I think at this stage as well, like for us, I think I think we're in this stage. Oh, I th- well, what stage do you think I we're don't in? Know. I want a next stage. I don't want to be at that stage. That but commitment's so boring. Can't it be like fun stage? You can call it whatever okay. you like, but I think for us, we are. You know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um. So that's the little five stages so they're not that little um but they're the five stages of relationships so what we're gonna do now we are going to just have a little chat to some queer women um from around the world probably just the uk but we're gonna say from around the world um to basically just discuss their statuships with statuships <laughs> i was trying to say status and relationships and um, their statuses with their relationships any dating basically we're just going to talk about love love you harmonise me. <clears throat> How do I do that? It's come on, professional lesbians. So do I go in a deeper love. voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are okay, you ready? Come on, on you lesbian. Oh, I've changed it. Oh, no. Okay, it's come on, you lesbian. <clears throat> come on, you lesbian. So we're going to harmonise yeah. later. Yeah. Come on, you lesbians. Let's talk about love. You sound so morbid. <laughs> I'm trying to do a deep voice. So today's sponsor is brought to you by Estrid. Estrid are a vegan and cruelty-free razor brand. Honestly, I love them. I've seen them all over Instagram um, and I've been really interested in what they're up to. Um, So it's kind of surreal to be in a position where we're like, yeah, let's work together. Um, So Estrid, with every order that you use the code LESTALK at checkout, will be donating a pound to the Fawcett Society. The Fawcett Society are a UK charity and they're campaigning for women's rights and gender equality which is just really important you know we're gonna get behind that as professional lesbians we are so getting behind that so on our instagram we did like a funny little sketch of us like ringing each other up but it comes in like a little flappy powder <laughs> honestly i love it you need to go over to instagram check it all out we'll leave um the link in our bio so the notes of this episode you can go check it out um and see what they're all about they're an amazing brand and a super inclusive yes get on it so when it comes to being in an lgbtq plus relationship there's going to be very different kind of things that are going on compared to like straight people i guess yeah i mean i for me i think there's like a whole list that we could go through of how our relationship for example is discriminated but for me like one of the most annoying things at the top of my list is how society just refuses to see two women that could possibly be dating. They will jump straight to, oh, they must be sisters, they must be best friends. Mm, like We've had cousins before, haven't we? When we was yeah. on holiday, some old guys that were twins asked us if we were cousins and we were holding hands and I was like, yeah, sure, we're cousins. Like, it's so strange to me that people just can't fathom that two queer women can, well, two women can be together and be happy. It's like almost like a shock, like, oh, you're gay. Like, you're together, like two women that are somewhat feminine. Um, Like, it literally is the last thing that comes to their mind because you can see them genuinely trying to calculate, oh, what's, what is what's going on people's yeah. relationship and we have had been called twins as well before and I mean I know we're both blonde but yeah I don't think <laughs> we look like each other at all like it's just very it's very strange that people can't 
can't understand that two women, no matter their appearances, can be in love um, and still be perfectly valid. We've spoken to Danielle and she's gonna be sharing some of her own experiences and discrimination that she has felt as a queer woman. Hi everyone, I'm Danielle, also known as Danielle's Diary on social media. Um, I identify as a lesbian and I'm super excited to be a part of this today, so thank you for having me on. I'm lucky enough to say I've never actually experienced discrimination in my past or current relationship, um, but the only way I can really relate to this is just when walking down the street really and like holding my girlfriend's hand or kissing her goodbye. Um, and having looks or that feeling of people talking about you um it, it can feel really uncomfortable and i think it's still something that a lot of lgbtq plus relationships have to deal with on a daily basis so what danielle mentioned is basically like kissing like walking down that like street hand in hand i think every time that we do like people are staring at us not so long ago um someone was staring at the fact that I was linking you yeah. and it was just like oh my god like get over yourself yeah like although these are like minor things that we're dealing with like that you know like just minor in hands. minor in the sense that like straight couples can do and there'll be no one yeah, even exactly. batting an eyelid whereas if two women are like I don't know making out in a corner in a night out like people are like oh my god like what's going on over there yeah it's still something less that we're able to do like with freedom um, compared to like what straight people can do and like I've seen straight couples you know almost like getting way too raunchy in public. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and we can't even, like, link our pinky fingers. Yeah, I know. So we have took a bit of a U-turn on this episode. We've given you the five stages of a relationship and what you need to get to. I think the fifth one was commitment. We've recorded this on separate days. That's why I'm like, I think. But, yeah, commitment. And then, obviously, we're talking about the different discrimination ship, the LGBTQ plus relationships go through. But I think it's important to know that whether you're in a relationship or not, it's important to just feel free to go out on dates, love who you want. I think whilst there is pressure around society, don't put pressure on yourself either in a sense. Yeah, like you know and we know that our relationships are just as valid as any heteronormative one. So although we're continuing this battle with trying to, you know, reach those levels of equality, all we can do in the meantime is just live your best life and hopefully society will catch up with us. Yeah, we can only hope, can't we? Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you haven't already, go check out us on social media. It's Let's Talk Pod. Let's talk underscore podcast. Thank you. And our email is letstalkpod at gmail.com if you want to send in your own stories. Um, we are looking for people to get involved in the upcoming episodes. So please do drop us a message if you're interested. We also have a Patreon where you can support us. We've got a lot of behind the scenes footage. I think this Saturday, last Saturday I uploaded a video of me semi-drunk so that's funny um so if you're interested to see what goes on behind the scenes and all that jazz please do give us um give us some support there and yeah thank you so much for joining us thank you